It is so good to see all of you. And I'm up here with my long sleeves. I am willing the cold weather for everybody, okay? I am done. I want it to be cold. And all my hunters said amen, right? Like, we need the cold to come. So I'm going to try my best with what I'm wearing. Uh, glad that you're here. And I always want to say hello to everybody who's watching online. So glad you're taking a part of your day to be with us as well. Uh, let's get to it. If you have your Bibles, go ahead and grab those. Open them up to Psalm 46. Psalm 46. Uh, we're going to get there in one minute to Psalm 46. But I do want to... Uh, just go back really quick on that video we just watched and encourage every single one of you uh, to consider going on a short-term mission trip with us. Uh, we've been doing this uh, since the beginning, taking these trips. Uh, short-term missions trips are amazing. They, they do so many things. Uh, they challenge you. Uh, they, I, I believe they grow your faith uniquely. I've been on four myself and led a few. Uh, and they also, uh, they give you an opportunity to see the great commission of Jesus Christ working uh, in all kinds of parts of the world. And so we are excited to give you four trips that we have coming up uh, in 2023, all right? Four trips, and it's for everyone to consider. Uh, and so here's the next step for you. It's a real, we made it really easy for you today. All we're asking you to do uh, is after service, right after service, go right to the next steps room and just get the information, all right? It's not gonna be a super long meeting or anything like that. It is so you could get the information and start praying uh, if this is your season or your family season, to, to go, to go on one of our Go Global trips. So make sure you do that after service, okay? Make sure you do that. All right. We are uh, in week three of our series where we are looking at the book of Psalms. And we're seeing how these songs or prayers or Psalms meet us, how God meets us with these in the middle of our lives, okay? So Psalm 46, we're gonna be, if you haven't found it by now, just give up. Okay, we'll have it up here, all right? Uh, I don't know what to tell you. I gave you plenty of time. Uh, all right, we have it all up here. It's okay. Uh, here we go. We're gonna start verse, uh, Psalm 46. So here's, what it, here's how it starts. It says, To the choir master of the sons of Korah, according to the Alamoth, a song. Now, uh, if you know anything about Psalms, here's, here's what we think. Like most of the Psalms have been written by one person, right? Uh, David, right? He's the most famous king uh, in the entire world. And so most of them were written by David, but this one is not. This one is from a group called the Sons of Korah. That sounds like a great band name, doesn't it? I looked it up. It actually is a band. So you can't name that. Uh, you can't name your band the Sons of Korah. I thought that was a cool name. Uh, but the Sons of Korah, who are they? Who are they? Well, I looked into this a little bit, and Korah is a guy that you can actually read about. If you want to write this down, you'll find him in Numbers 16. You'll see him. Uh, it's not a great story. He, here's, what, here's what Korah does. Korah uh, was around the time of Moses, and what he did was he challenged Moses, okay? He, 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 he opposed him. He, he got 250 dudes and got them together and came to Moses and said, hey, who made you leader? Like, we think we're just as holy as you. Uh, we don't know if we really need to listen to you. Uh, so anyways, him, him and his guys, and they did that. And, and so they challenged Moses and they challenged God. And so then what you read uh, is God um, actually judges them by opening up the earth and consuming all 250 men and killing them. 
And Moses said, uh, that's who made me leader. Okay, that's what happened, all right? Uh, but here's what you see. What, what you see here is the sons of Korah, his sons, were actually not killed. They were not consumed. They were spared by God and his mercy. And over the next seven generations of their family, what ends up happening is pretty neat, uh, is they actually become uh, the choir masters or the worship leaders of God's tabernacle. Uh, and they actually end up writing 11 of the Psalms that are in the book of Psalms. And they have two or a couple of really famous lines that they wrote. Uh, one is uh, Psalm 42, where it says, as the deer panteth for the water, so my soul longs after thee. That, they wrote that. Uh, in Psalm 84, uh, that is, how lovely is your dwelling place, O God. Those are songs that we sing. So there you go. Uh, and so this is uh, how this ties in with where we're going today. It doesn't. All right, so I just thought that was kind of fun to know. I thought that was a fun thing to know. You can go and just you tantalize people after this and tell them that you know about the sons of Korah. All right, let's read this. We're gonna read the whole thing. I've, I've loved doing that so far. It's kind of neat to read everything at once. We're gonna read the whole psalm. It's not that long. Here we go. Verse one it says, God is our refuge and strength, a very present help in trouble. Therefore, we will not fear though the earth gives way. Though the mountains be moved into the heart of the sea, though its waters roar and foam, though the mountains tremble at a swelling, Selah, there is a river whose streams make glad the city of God, the holy habitation of the Most High. God is in the midst of her. She shall not be moved. God will help her when morning dawns. The nations rage, the kingdoms totter. He utters his voice, the earth melts. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. Come, behold the works of the Lord, how he has brought desolations on earth. He makes wars cease to the end of the earth. He breaks the bow and shatters the spear. He burns chariots with fire. Be still and know that I am God. I will be exalted among the nations. I will be exalted in the earth. The Lord of hosts is with us. The God of Jacob is our fortress. Selah. All right, so there's a lot in there, right? There's a really, really good song, a lot in there. So we first see in there that God is our refuge, that he is our fortress. Now, I really think it's important to note that, that he's not saying that he'll get you to a safe place, but that he is that safe place. He is the stronghold in your life. And then we see that nothing can impede God. Think about that. No politics, no politicians, no leaders, no nation, no kingdom, no power can stop him. He is over all of it. He's over everything. And so no matter how bleak it is or how bleak it seems to be getting, God's ultimate design, ultimate design and destination are not touched by it because those go beyond the end of the earth. So, so when you think of God, when you see of God, here's what you, what you see, you see victory. When you think of God, you see triumph. Pretty good psalm, right? Pretty good uh, psalm. But, but here's where I wanna go today. I wanna talk about the word Selah, Selah. So when you read this psalm, and I said it here, uh, you see it's in three sections, okay? And after every section, you see this word, Selah, okay? Uh, and when you look at the psalms, here's what you'll find when you read the psalms. It's pretty hard to read them without seeing this word. It, in fact, pops up 71 times over 39 of the psalms. So really what that means, gang, is that one in every four psalms, 
has the word Selah in it. That's a lot, one out of four. So I thought we would talk about it. I thought we should talk about the word a little bit, look into it, and I hope this helps us. Now, this is gonna be a little bit of a different message, okay? This is gonna be a little bit different because this is gonna be more of a lecture uh, than me kind of chewing through some things and talking about some scripture that we go and teaching through something. And some of you are gonna love it because you loved school. Like you loved lectures and all that stuff. Some of you, I hope you come back next week, okay? Like I just, I, I think this will be good though. I really do. I think it will be helpful. I really think. So Selah, Selah, what does it mean? Why is it important, okay? So here's what I found. Here's what I found. Nobody knows exactly what it means. I know that's not a great start, everybody, but just come with me. Come with me. We're gonna get somewhere today. So, so I'm, gonna, I'm just gonna give you the things that I found. I studied this a lot. Uh, I'm gonna sh- just tell you some of the things I found that scholars and theologians and people with a lot of letters after their name think about Selah, okay? Um, so, so here's what I found. Uh, some say that Selah's there to provide for musical direction. That's why it's there. Uh, so they're saying it's like an interlude to a song. So it's a pause in the voices singing uh, to allow the instruments to perform alone. Uh, and, and they get there because 31 of those 39 psalms start out by saying to the choir master, okay? So that's where they're getting that. Uh, one theologian named Gretz, okay, Gretz, uh, he said that he believes Selah uh, is there to introduce a new paragraph, but it's a new thought, Like it's like the end of a thought, let's go to the next thought. It's like a transition in thought and and it's also there for a quotation. So that's what he came to think. Uh, But a majority say this, that while Selah is not clearly defined, it is there to provide you pause or a stop and think before you go to the next verse or the next uh, thought in the psalm. And that's where I land. That's where I land as I look at this and have studied this. I do not know uh, the exact definition, but for me, it matters and it has a direction for me to go from God, that that God's giving me a direction uh, that I could take. And so here's what I do. Go ahead and grab your notes, get them out there. And and we're just gonna look at three reasons why the word Selah matters. And then gang, what we do with it, okay? Three reasons why uh, it's important and why it matters and what we do with it. So the first thing, if you're taking notes, is Selah matters because it's a transliteration. I bet you that wasn't in your sermon bingo. Transliteration. It's the first time I think I've said that. So uh, when a Hebrew word, when the original uh, stuff that, you've, that, that we found uh, is translated into an English word that means the same thing, that's a translation, right? So for instance, the Hebrew word yona, okay, uh, and the English word dove mean the same exact thing, and so it's translated dove, okay? So that's a translation. Now, in a transliteration, there is no direct translation for the word, all right? So, and that's why we don't really know fully what the definition of Selah is. But here's what we do. Uh, we set, what we do is we take the Hebrew and we sound it out uh, to pronounce it ourselves in English so that we can read and pronounce it as it is. So uh, hallelujah, for instance, is a word we know. Okay, that's a transliteration. Did you know that? Uh, so when you look at the, the word hallelujah, we don't translate it to praise God. That, that's what you see when you see this word. Uh, hallel means praise and Jah means God, uh, but we don't translate it praise God. It, you see it as hallelujah uh, in the original Hebrew. So that's what they said uh, thousands of years ago because it's not just praise God. That's why it's not directly translated. It's like a expression of worship. Hallelujah doesn't just mean praise God. And actually, I really think that's neat. 
I think that's neat because think about this. Us saying Selah, like me saying hallelujah, uh, we're saying it pronounced in the very word that the people of God actually said thousands of years ago. That's pretty neat. Like that's literally what they said. Just need to think about it. So that's the first reason why it matters. Second reason is its frequency. It's frequency. So, so here's why Selah matters. It matters, gang, because it's in the Bible. It's in the Bible. And uh, it's in there too many times for me to say that it's not something to think about or look at or be significant. So for me, here's where I land. Don't know where you're at. Every single word in the Bible matters, let alone one that shows up 74 times. It actually shows up 71 in Psalms and three others in other books of the Bible. So that's another reason, just thinking out loud, why it matters. So it's frequency. Here's the third reason. It's that Selah encourages us to pause and reflect. It points to an action of stopping and having a moment of thought. And here's why this is important. Here's why this is important to stop and think. Because pausing is not a strong suit for us. You know what I'm saying? Like that is not a strength that we have uh, in this world. And I don't know if you notice this. I've already started to notice this. This time of year is not very conducive for us to pause, everybody. Have you already been in the rush of life? Anybody? Anybody want to raise their hand right now? That's where we are because we just keep adding. We keep adding in this time of life. And the thought of pausing or stopping right now, that sounds marvelous. But I don't have time. I don't have time. We have that answer for a lot of things, right? I need to work out. We don't have time. Hey, we should really sit down and eat dinner together. We should, we should have more date nights. We, I need to read the Bible. I don't have time. Hey, listen. There are only 48 days till Christmas. I just stressed all of you out right there because we don't have time. I can't believe there's only 48 days till Christmas. So I want you to think about this. Just really, just think about this. What if, what if hurry, what if hurry is actually one of the greatest barriers to your experience of God and growing your faith. What if hurry is one of the biggest barriers to that? It's really hard to think about stopping or pausing because here's the, here's the reason. I think most of us think hurry at worst is kind of neutral, right? Because you can see some things that happen when you're hurried. Hey, if I hurry, I could get more done, right? If I hurry, I could do more faster. If I hurry, I can get from point A to point B a little quicker. And so, I, here's what I want to do. I want to give you a list. I just want to give you a list. These are things I just thought of uh, and wrote down. I want to give you a list of things that can happen that I've seen happen in my life uh, and yours as well when I can just stop and pause and think a little bit. And I'm just saying generally, and then we'll get back to us and God, okay? These are things that just can happen, okay? If I stop and think a little bit, I am more attentive to what somebody is saying. I'm just more attentive to what somebody is saying. If I stop and think, I am less likely to be worn out just something to think about. Uh, when I stop and think, this is actually a, a study that's true. My bl- blood pressure will lower and my heart rate will get better. Just saying. Uh, I'm more available to people I love, believe it or not, when I just stop and pause and think. Uh, I'm better able to minister. And when I stop and think or pause a little bit, I find that I use less words. And for me, it automatically makes me wiser. Uh, it makes me wiser the less words that I say. I don't know about you. Uh, just with that reminder to stop and pause, Selah, think, it helps me, it helps me. And here's the thing, gang, all those things are what God wants you to have. 
He wants you to have that in your life. He wants you to have these moments where you can experience the things that he is talking about and the things that can happen if you think and meditate on what he's saying to you. And so here's the thing about Selah. Nobody knows exactly what it means. So what do we do with it? That, that's the question. What do we do with this word? Now, a couple things that we could do, every one of us can do, a couple things that we could do with this word, Selah. One is that you can just blow right past it like it's not there. Right, you come across it and you just keep reading like it's not even there. Or, or you can see that it is there and then it's there for a reason and that God is directing us to do something and that you can let Selah take you to a place that I believe it's there for, which is to, to pause and to think about what the scripture says, to, to have a moment to reflect on the meaning of the verse before continuing on in life or going to the next passage. Selah, Selah, it actually became a beautiful word to me as I was thinking about it. So here's what we're gonna do. Here's what we're gonna do. I want us to have an opportunity this morning, this is a little bit of a different message, to practice this. And so here's what we're gonna do. Here's what I'm gonna do. I'm gonna read a few places in the Psalms that have Selah in it. And then after I read each one of these, uh, I want us to pause and think and reflect on what this is getting at uh, and, and what this means and then just allow it to penetrate us and, and minister to you, okay? And also, uh, if you are interested in this and want a little bit more, uh, there's an app, that, there's a couple apps out there that are really great. Uh, one is the one that I have. It's called uh, D365. That's an app that you get on your phone. And the other one that was made known to me from Benji uh, is one called Lectio 365. These are really good because what they do is they, they, they actually direct you. They're automated by allowing you to pause, read, think, reflect, they play music, and it, has a, it already has a prayer for you to pray. So I encourage you to find those apps if it's something to, to practice. I love D365, it's great. It plays music and everything in the back. So, uh, you know, something to have. So, so here's what we're gonna do. We're, gonna, we're just gonna, we're gonna put the lights down. We're gonna read a few Selahs. And uh, some of these may resonate for you. Some of these may not, that's okay. Uh, but I want you to take each one of these. Listen, gang, here's the challenge. As they are, don't think about something else. Each one of these, God wants you to think about what he is saying specifically in these. So maybe God will give you a note to write, maybe a prayer to pray, maybe just to sit and really just take it in and think. So I think this is gonna be really good. Uh, so here we go, here we go, ready? All right, here's the first one. I acknowledge my sin to you and I did not cover my iniquity. I said, I will confess my transgressions to the Lord and you forgave the iniquity of my sin Selah. my end and what is the measure of my days let me know how I fleeting I am behold you have made my days a few hand breaths and my lifetime is as nothing before you surely all mankind stands as a mere breath Selah
That one really, that hit me. All right, here's the next one. In God, we have boasted continually and we will give thanks to your name forever. Selah. Trust in him at all times, O people. Pour out your heart before him. God is a refuge for us. Selah. Say to God, how awesome are your deeds. So great is your power that your enemies come cringing to you. All the earth worships you and sings praise to you. They sing praises to your name, Selah. Lovely is your dwelling place, O Lord of hosts. My soul longs, yes, faints for the courts of the Lord. My heart and flesh sings for joy to the living God. Even the sparrow finds a home and the swallow a nest for herself where she may lay her young at your altars, O Lord of hosts, my King and my God. Blessed are those who dwell in your house, ever singing your praise, Selah. last one. I remember the days of old. I meditate on all that you have done. I ponder the work of your hands. I stretch out my hands to you. My soul thirsts for you like a parched land. Selah.
hope uh, that did something. There's 60 some more that you could find. And I don't know about you, I, I knew this was a little different of a message. I just thought, what a moment that we get to have together. We don't really do this that often, this pause and pause and think. So I hope that was helpful because Selah does give us an opportunity, everybody, a moment, a moment to stop, a moment from the busy, a moment from the nonstop, a moment from the mundane to consider and magnify the Lord, to see the wonders that he's given us and how great he is. I love Colossians too. This is what Paul says about it. He says, because our goal is this, is that we may be encouraged in heart and united in love so that we may have the full riches of complete understanding in order that we may know the mystery of God, namely Christ, in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So here's the thing, gang. This is where I wanna end today. And we're gonna worship uh, like we've been doing in this series. Ultimately, Selah is a word uh, that reminds us to pause and reflect on Jesus Christ and who he is and, and what he's done and, and who we find all the treasure and all the knowledge in. And, and here's what I've come down to about this. Uh, we can never understand all that God has done. It's impossible. And, and all that Jesus did for us daily. So I think the word Selah is so fitting. It's so fitting because here's what Selah does. Selah is not an attempt to figure it out as much as it is to just reflect on God who's done all of it for us. Isn't that right? I mean, I just think that's why Selah is so Good. So I'm gonna pray for us. Uh, and, and so let's stand, let me pray for us. And then we're gonna worship and magnify Jesus together on our way out. God, thank you for Selah. Thank you for that amazing word that we get to say the same word that, that your people have said thousands of years before. And I love the thought of that. Help us to pause, help us to stop and think and magnify Jesus through what you have done for us. Thank you for who you are, what you've done, Lord. Our soul wants to long after you. We wanna thirst after you. We wanna, we wanna get after you. And, and so Lord, help us to do that through this amazing practice of Selah. We love you and it's Jesus' name we pray, amen. All right, let's worship together. Suddenly articulate With a thousand tongues To lift one cry Then from north to south And east to west We'd hear Christ be
We hope you have a great week. We'll see you right here next Sunday. Have a great week, everybody. See ya.